Fast thoughts, fast thoughts. I'm Adam Daniel Mazay. Welcome back, my friends. Always grateful to have you here and for your time. You know, it's all fine and dandy to declare a province-wide lockdown at 12.01 a.m. on Boxing Day, December the 26th, and it's not dandy at all. Lockdown of any kind is not dandy. But, you know, the truth of the matter is, what's the solution to the long-term problem? You know, as part of these lockdown directives, there were a list of acceptable industry segments that are allowed to open. I'm grateful in my industry segment that we're allowed to continue to work with restrictions. But reading over the directives, just to wit, for the film industry... They're not that burdensome. I suppose for massive productions they are. But for small, character-driven indie pieces, the restrictions are not all that burdensome. To wit, you're only allowed a maximum of 10 people on set. Performers, not crew, performers. You can do a lot with 10 people in a scene, let me tell you. Especially for a small, independent production that's dramatic and character-driven. And then makeup and hair people need to wear masks and visors. It's not a big imposition. I mean, it's just something that needs to be done. We've been doing it for months. Now, I use the word grateful in a qualified manner. Because your rights, your rights are not something that you need to be grateful for. Your rights are, dare I say, God-given. Your rights are innate. They're part of being a human being. You don't have to say thank you for a government that serves at the behest of people for rights that you inherently have. Now, back to that point about what's the inherent problem? Does a lockdown actually solve, as I said the other day, whatever metric that an authority is trying to cut into? Clearly, the metric they're trying to cut into is something known as the caseload. And as, as I have been saying, and people much more intelligent than me in the medical community have been saying all along, it's not the cases. Not the cases. You don't have to look at the cases as much as you need to focus on the deaths. And all of the deaths are tragic. But the deaths, the deaths are what you need to focus on. The death rate is what you need to focus on. Who's dying where and which demographic? Okay, in Canada, at least, and I'm speaking about Canadian metrics, and I think the COVID deaths are now pushing something like 14,000. And again, those numbers are dubious on account of the fact that if you die from some other cause, but you have traces of SARS-CoV-2 in your system, then you get counted as a COVID death. I'm not getting into that whole discussion. That's been pummeled and pulverized like an astro yogurt. But the truth is, You have to look at the deaths, and if the death rate is not spiking, and the deaths in terms of the median age of the people that are dying, and in Canada, that's 82 years old, and where? In long-term care facilities. That alone is a travesty. I mean, the fact that we farm out our old people to nursing homes and long-term care facilities, where they get treated like, I don't know, a hassle, an annoyance, where people can drop a deuce in their diapers 
and sit in their chairs on their toilet chairs on their sort of their bathroom toilet chairs if you don't know what that is may you never have that experience and they're just sitting there and stewing in their own human fecal matter or waste for two hours while the various personnel that work at the LTC at the long-term care facility go through their various triages to attend to their needs but I digress on that point the truth is it's 82 years old the median deaths and people that are 65 and under have a 99 and 4 or 5 decimal place chance of actually passing through some kind of a COVID infection without any symptomatic fallout or knock-on effects at all. So, back to the point, busting out of that. So the government's trying to bring down the case count. And then, of course, everybody's turning up the heat and the dial and the barometer on the case numbers. So that's all that people talk about. Case this, case that. Cases going up, cases going down. Well, not cases going down, because cases never go down. Cases always go up. Because the cumulative number of cases from the very beginning always go up. So there is no logical way of saying the cases go down. I'm going to repeat that point. Cases always go up. If you start at zero and the cases rise, they're always going to rise. You're never going to have, dare I say, a media narrative that'll say that the cases are actually descending. But the core problem is, what are people going to do about their livelihoods? Like, what are people, I I say I'm grateful to be able to work in the film business, but what are people going to do about their livelihoods? Like, what are small entrepreneurs, small business, what are they going to be able to do? People are lambasting the small business people that have decided to, as they like to refer to it, defy the lockdown. As if the lockdown is some kind of, I don't know, it's a decalogue, it comes down from... Mount Sinai on high, it's a decalogue that needs to be um, sort of like you have to prostrate yourself in front of the commandments or some kind of a thing, defying the lockdown. It sounds like you're violating one of the commandments. It sounds like you're abrogating one of the 613 do's and don'ts. You know, it's just like I don't understand that particular language. But again, that's not the point. The small business people that have decided to open up in the face of the various restrictions These people, in conversations with them and in watching some of their videos, if they're able to actually outlast some kind of a censorship on the major platforms, they're some of the most intelligent people around. Like, they're some of the most informed people around. They have, at the ready, at their fingertips, information about the medical situation, the infection rates, how, for example, if we're talking about this pandemic, how the virus spreads, who's getting it, where and why, and all these things. They're not like some maverick, I don't know what, cha-chewing, you know, fast food, slinging, um, what else can I say about them? You know, they're not brainless people. These are some very intelligent people. And of course, they're lambasted by the mainstream channels. The core problem is, how are you going to solve this problem in the long term? Like, how are you going to allow these people to survive? Forget about if they're going to survive physically. I'm talking, how are you going to allow them to thrive? How are they going to support themselves? Like, for people that think that, you know, government money is a panacea, like, where does it end? It doesn't end in a good place macroeconomically when the government continues to basically support people and pay for their livelihoods in a percentage prorated manner, not even in a full way. Imagine if they had to pay everybody's full tilt salaries. I just don't know where that ends. A lockdown doesn't solve that. A lockdown exacerbates that. A lockdown only drives further deeper into the ground. And it's all fine and dandy, like I said, to have a nice Christmas with your family, to drink and eat and be merry and reminisce. And that's an important thing, and I'm not knocking it, and people need to do that. 
but it's kind of like a shiny metal object. It's a sparking bright Klieg light that shines off on the periphery, but it doesn't focus in on the key problems. Are people going to sit around their Christmas table and discuss, I don't know, strategy about how to like, I don't know, how to be able to sustain themselves into 2021 and beyond? I doubt it. I mean, some people will, but I'm saying most people don't want to deal with it anymore. They just want to enjoy themselves. They want to be around their families. They want to rest. They want to recuperate. They want perspective. I don't know what, but I mean, you shouldn't be grateful that the government's letting you do something. You shouldn't be grateful that the government is letting you celebrate Christmas. Christmas is your right. I mean, a family community get-togethers is a human right. It's not up to the government to allow you to celebrate X or Y or Z. I don't know. It really drives me nuts because I have a lot of sympathy with people that are extremely articulate about their particular economic circumstances. They're extremely informed in terms of what's going on globally with respect to COVID and in terms of pandemic stuff, but they're just not allowed to trade. They're not allowed to transact. They're not allowed to support themselves. It's really annoying. So when all of this discussion was going around yesterday, and I was reading it on all the various Facebook posts and walls, and people are just happy, and they're talking about this word safety and all this stuff, and I'm just, I'm always giggling when I read stuff like that, because it's like, what are you talking about, you know, like, whose narrative are you actually chanting, and what are you even talking about in terms of case counts and things like I was describing earlier in the piece? It just, you know, it's not up to them to decide to give you what you already have. It's not up to them to take it away, something that you already have. They serve it your interests and not vice versa. So without going further down this rabbit hole at the risk of you know what would happen were I to do so, I just want to say, guys, I'm with you 100%, but have a little bit of further ranging vision in terms of how you're going to prepare for the eventuality that lockdown after lockdown upon lockdown will continue to be announced and it will drive you and pulverize you, as I said, further into the ground, unable to fend for yourself um, as they continue to, I suppose, make you more dependent upon their various pronouncements, edicts, utterances, and things of that nature. Anyway, think about that. Chew on that when you're having your Christmas dinner. Hopefully not entirely for the entire time, but definitely give it a thought. Fast thoughts? Fast thoughts. Fast thoughts.